Hey guys, and welcome back to Go Route Throw Down. Down. And I'm here with my brand spanking new co-host, Trey Seville. Say hi, Trey. Hey guys. I'm Trey. <laughs> um, this so, is crazy. This this is crazy. Uh, we we have been friends for for a while, a while now. What do you think? Like, I mean, technically sixth grade, ninth grade. Well, te- te- more, technically sixth grade. It but was, were we really like? We were more like so, acquaintances. Summer before ninth grade was yeah. when we started like doing stuff solo. Um, but yeah, I we've been friends for a long time. Uh, we've talked about sports together all the time. Like he's been my go-to guy if I had a hot take. Uh, this guy used to hate football. I did used to hate football. Which like was, hated it. Like it was irrational. Yeah, I I wouldn't watch it, and then I watched it once, and I got hooked. <laughs> like 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 a a true American. Like a true heroin. <laughs> Wait, no, I said a true American. <laughs> that didn't come out right. Okay. Um. But yeah, we're we're gonna do uh things a little differently now. Instead of doing like one episode one week where it's NFL, another another week where it's NBA. Um, we're gonna do both in one episode and let's see how it goes um so first things first we're gonna talk about the national football league it's a pretty crazy football league in my opinion definitely um there's there's a lot of stuff that went on especially there's just too much going on and the normal faces that you see at the top are starting to starting to shift yeah i mean i mean i think that goes for i mean a lot of sports right now uh, I mean, obviously, we mostly focus on football and basketball, but I mean, you had Tom Brady ret- retire for real. Aaron Rodgers hasn't gotten to play more than nine minutes, and then you have <laughs> Russell Wilson. Injury. Russell Wilson stinking it up. Like it's it's pretty crazy. In the they played right good now. last night, though. They did play good. Not last night. They or, played good this week. Yeah, last last time they played. Uh, we're recording this uh, November first, so that's what we're basing all of our statistics on. Uh, and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, I I think that honestly, Russ isn't really the issue. I, th- I think it's coordinators. I think it's play calling. Also, their defense. I sucks. agree. I mean, Russ could play better, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's not an issue. I'm saying he's not the issue. But I think Jerry Judy has attitude problems. Oh, for sure. And I don't even think he's that good. Uh, did you see the stuff with Steve Smith Sr.? I did, but what happened? Um, so basically, Steve Smith, in a previous interview, had said, like, I mean, he's he's just another wide receiver. Like, the stats show it. Uh, because he's... He's right. He's, he's a personality on TV, and he is going off of statistics. And honestly, he kind of just is another receiver. I agree. Um, but, I mean, where he was drafted doesn't matter at this point. But Steve Smith went on field during a Broncos game and uh, got approached by Jerry Judy and Jerry Judy was like started berating him with like, you don't know football. You don't know what you're talking about, all this stuff. And like, I'm going to show you. And so Steve Smith, like when they went live said, hold on, I'm just going to take this for a second. I am sorry that I said, you're just another wide receiver because you're less than that. You had to take the time out of your day to come, Tell someone how to do their job and be objective and have an opinion. Um, and he said all that, and he started like going off. And then at the end of his monologue, he said like, "Nah, I don't fuck with you, right?" Yeah, he he said, um, 
at the end of his monologue, he he said, "All right, I'm done," and took off his mic, and left and walked off set, because he he wasn't gonna deal with that. Like that's that's an absurd way to treat anyone. What? And that's just business with a complete lack of maturity. Completely. Oh, for sure. For sure. And then that game, he had uh like eight yards. Yeah. It was, it was six or eight yards. I can't remember. It, and it was like three receptions for six or eight yards, which is crazy. That's crazy. And I will say part of that is the way the Broncos run their offense. It's yeah. Not all on Jerry Judy. It, it's a very like check downy offense. It's a very check downy offense, and they try to run it a lot with um I think yeah. it's Javon John, Williams. Javon Williams, yeah. Um they they try to run it a lot, but their O line isn't quite at the place they need it to be in order to run that much. Yeah. Um and then their tight end situation is still very weird. Like I honestly probably couldn't name their tight end right now. Because I think they traded their tight end to the Seahawks in the trade for Russ, um, but I mean Cortland Sutton honestly has been playing Cortland Sutton's pretty been great, good for a good while. Yeah, but like with Russ and that leadership, I think that's going to be a good connection once the coordinators figure out how to run with their players instead of getting their players to run with them. I think that's right. a big issue in the league. If right they now. do figure that out, yeah, um, Russ only has so many years because left. well. Because we know how good Russ is. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you got to figure it out. You you, you can't say it's on Russ. No. And I, I think another issue is uh, Pete Carroll. Because he, he came into the season saying, like, hey, we're going to win everything this year. And everyone else sucks. And, like, started bad-mouthing, like, the previous head coach who's on the Jets now uh, as their OC. Yeah. And like all this stuff, he was just yapping. And then he goes into the season and loses like six straight. And that's got to be a mental battle for him, for Russ, because you have over the you summer this. Pete Carroll? Yeah. Or not Pete Carroll. It's sorry. Other Sean McVay. No. No, Sean McVay is right. No, 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 no. It's um Saints. Yeah, he was the Saints head coach. Um, I know. Sean who Payton. Is. Sean Payton. I said Sean McVay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also blinked. Uh, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. He's, he said all this stuff, and then they went into the season. That's got to be, like, a huge blow to their, like, mental game. Well, and that's just bad leadership to come in and say you're going to, oh, we're going to come in and we're going to blow up the league. Yeah. I, I mean, especially when, I mean, you want the confidence, but not like for that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they every, every team, it seems, has – a season or a couple seasons where they're like, this is our rebuild. This is our rebrand even whether it's like actually going through the team and like getting rid of like GMs and stuff, or it's hiring one head coach and making a couple trades. Every team seems to have like at least one of those seasons every three seasons. Yeah. And I mean, uh, definitely. And I, th I think a big issue that we're going into now is personality is becoming so huge through social media that it's a little not a little it's a lot harder to discern when you can and cannot say or do certain things it's it's becoming a lot harder to maintain your confidence without gaining like a narcissistic ego yeah well and because whatever you say is gonna be blown up if you say the wrong thing yeah for sure before 
you could say something and they put it on TV. Yeah. And people would see it. But now anybody who has any social media or even the inter- phone, even just like Google, honestly, exactly. will see it. Yeah. Because people are always on their phone or exactly. always on the computer. Yeah. People weren't always on their TV. They were on their TV enough to see big news. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but now, I mean, you'll see it. And that's going to come down on your team because they're going to see it too. Yeah. And they're going to feel the backlash from it. Yeah, for sure. Because it, it, at the end of the day, both physically and mentally, it's a team game. And so it's it's very... It's very important to a lot of people like I know Travis and Jason Kelsey on their podcast have talked about this. It's very important to as a team mesh and be cohesive on respecting each other and respecting the players around you. Um, Because if if you respect the people you play with and the people you play with play against at the very least as people, then that's going to take you a long way just as a player in the league. Like coaches are going to want to coach you. Players are going to want to play with you. And it just creates a better environment that kind of leads to more success naturally. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, playoffs. I realize it's only halfway through the season. But I think that at this point in time, we can make a a decent judgment of what's going to go down. Yeah, I mean, we're already midway through the season. I definitely yeah. think it's not too early. Um. So... So let's start with the AFC East. We have Dolphins at one currently, Bills at two, Jets at three, and then I can't even remember who's at four. But those are the three that I really want to talk about. Um, Let's start at three with the Jets. Obviously, nine minutes into their first game, Aaron Rodgers goes down with an Achilles injury. Yeah. Um, It's a big deal uh, switching from, I think it's switching from turf to, no, grass to turf. And Which it's, I think they need to stop doing, by the way. I mean, I, I 100% agree. And players like the NFL Player Association, they are trying to like meet with Goodell about it. But it's a it's a cost thing for him. Yeah. And it's a health thing for them. And I don't mind the move into indoor stadiums. Mm-hmm. But they need to figure something out with the turf. Yeah. Whether they need to redesign the turf somehow yeah. or start rolling in the grass did did you know that uh they have they transferred to cheaper turf as well this year wow yeah that's crazy because it's more sustainable because we've seen too many players at this point go down to it oh yeah for sure like it's it's ridiculous how much uh damage we've seen we, like the season ending career frequency is so much higher as of right now um, and that was a, that was a big deal with Aaron Rodgers. Like he, it, it was almost a non-contact in, injury. Like he, yeah. he basically just fell over and stepped wrong <laughs> and then like his Achilles blew up. It's, it's insane. But what is more insane with that is that he could be back to play the last game of the season. That's ridiculous. Maybe even earlier. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, you see him. He's out there practicing. He's 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 currently I'll, walking without discomfort. I'll say this. It can't have torn all the way. No. Because uh, an, a tear all the way, I mean, that goes through the offseason. But for any sport. At the same time, did, did you hear him talking? He heard about Kobe because, you know, Kobe tore his Achilles. Yeah. 
and had like a special surgery done. So he went and found Kobe's doctor who made the surgery and said, make me something better. And, and so they created brand new surgery stemming from Kobe's surgery to help him get in earlier. So it's not the magic mushrooms. No, it's, it's not, it's, it's not the, the hibernation cave that he went into the off season to decide he wanted to play for the jets. No, like, no, it's, it's not him being a loon. Wow. Uh, not re- respect to him though. Crazy skilled player. And if that's oh, yeah. what helps you, especially do it, at this age. Yeah. If, if LSD helps you perform, like, hey, who am I to stop you? <laughs> uh, that's the law's job. Um. Anyways, uh, I mean they they have a beautiful core right now, like oh, absolutely sure. phenomenal. I mean Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, their guard pro bowler, he went down uh earlier this season, and that's sad to see. But I think even without that, I think they have a real chance of making a run like towards the end of the season even without Rodgers. I, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think if Rodgers does come back at the start of the playoffs, maybe you just hold off till next season. Maybe. I mean, you've played a whole season with Zach Wilson and I got to say he's not the greatest, no. but I got to give some credit to Zach Wilson cuz oh, he's sure. cuz he's been through a lot of shit these last two years and he's mm. taken a lot of shit. And he's still coming in and being professional every week. Yeah. And he's not – he's playing all right. Yeah. Um, he's probably playing he, the best he's played. Oh, by miles. Did you see the Chiefs game where he started? He out he outperformed Mahomes. It was, it was yeah. the first game Mahomes has ever, like, started that he's been outperformed. So ever. I think if Wilson can keep the pace he's at by the end of the season, I mean, you think about just keeping it together. Yeah, for sure. Because if you put in Rodgers, of course he's better. Yeah. But you do disturb the chemistry and the For flow. Sure. I, I think. I mean, because you 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 call plays differently that way. Uh huh. I I think a a big deal with this coming out of this is going to be if Zach can make a run. How do you deal with that next season when Rodgers is your starting QB? Because because he's honestly too good to be a backup at this point. But he's not good enough to be a solidified starter. So it's it's a really weird gray area where you're going to have to either overpay a backup or underpay a starter. You're right, and ideally – I mean it's a good problem to have. It It is a good problem to have because he's he's not in a contract year, so trades are always an option. I mean, yeah. Uh, you, like it'd be weird to trade for him. He gets hurt, and then you trade him. But if Zach well, Wilson does – Well, I was talking about trading Zach Wilson. Because Zach Wilson, like, he's – that's what I was talking about. He's playing better than a backup, worse than, like, a, a good solidified starter. So I think he's gaining a lot of trade value with what's going on. He's not in a contract here. He's he's easily able to trade, but at the same time, do you want to hold on to that? Yeah. And <clears> – <throat> If he plays, mm. if he keeps playing good and they win games, that's the most important thing. Yeah. If they keep winning, because that's really yeah, what it is. For sure. If they keep winning, I mean, say they they make it to the conference finals and yeah. lose by three or deeper. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, Aaron Rodgers is 38. Yeah, for sure. Wilson's 25. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe you just say, okay, Wilson can win us games. Yeah. And he's going he's gonna to be able to play for another 10, 15 years where Rodgers is probably going to retire when his contract's up. Yeah, for sure. That's something to consider, um, definitely. But then there's also Rodgers next year gives us a better chance to win now. this Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think let, – let's talk about – you mentioned Garrett Wilson – that dude is just incredible out the gate. Him and Sauce Gardner are like, oh yeah, they're they're generational talents, and it's it's pretty obvious to see that. Sauce Gardner especially is Sa- Sauce Gardner is like a mini prime time. I'm not gonna lie to you. He 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 has that same big personality, but he's still respectful of people. You saw his chain, dude. Yeah, the sauce chain. Sauce. Yeah, um, that was tight. And and he he's a ball hawk. Uh, he had a play against the Cowboys that he he dropped a a pick, but he hasn't dropped a pick since. To be fair, they haven't been thrown his way a lot because he's locked down. But that's the sign of a good back. Yeah, is that you don't want your name called. Yeah. For sure, uh, you you don't want unless to, it's an interception or a fumble. Yeah, yeah. you you don't want to target that dude because chances are he's either going to swap. That. I mean, if they're just not thrown at you, that's the ultimate sign of respect. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that says a lot about a player. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then Garrett Wilson, just easily one of the best deep threats in the game right now. Uh, uh like a top ten, top fifteen wide receiver in the league right now in his sophomore season. That's that's pretty ridiculous, um, and and yeah. I'm ju- I'm just really impressed with what they have and where they're gonna go after this. Moving on, we have the Bills, our second seed. Personally, I don't think they're gonna do much when it comes to playoff time. I don't either. I think they've kind of stagnated as a team. Yeah. So. I think their window is starting to close unless they make something happen. Yeah. I mean, as long as they have Josh Allen, they're going to have a good a regular chance. season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be able to win games. It's but as big. it stands, I think they, they've kind of been the same team for two or three years yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. And they haven't gotten it done. So there's no reason for me to believe they're going to do it this year. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, they lost. Uh, CB1 in Tredavious White. Yeah. Pro bowler. Great player. Phenomenal cornerback. Uh, and then they picked up Rasul Douglas in a trade, uh, which is – it's okay. It'll hold you off for a little bit. But Tredavious White, he's going to be out for the playoffs. Like that, That's not going to make enough of a difference there. Maybe yeah. it'll make a big difference next season, which honestly probably it will. But at the same time, it's, it's not a win-now move that you need to make. Yeah, um, I, I, I think, agree. I think D-line has been a huge issue with them. They had Von Miller uh, for – I think they still have him. Yeah, he, yeah, Von Miller was such a beast for a long time. Yeah, but he's, it he's, is, he's getting old. It is coming about that time where he's yeah. not the same player. And uh, God, al- They signed him for like six years, dude. Yeah, <laughs> although he is still obviously incredibly talented and incredibly skilled – it's age is going to wear down on your body, especially in yeah. such a physical sport. Yeah, in such a physical position. Yeah, because if if you're running around punching through 
400 pound dudes. <laughs> like, I mean, it's that... really incredible that he was as good as long as he was. I mean, yeah. he's like 36. I mean, he dominated on the Broncos, was basically the second coming of DeMarcus Ware there, and then went to the Rams, instantly made a ginormous impact, yeah. and won a Super Bowl. Like, if if you have Von Miller and Aaron Donald on the D-line, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing against that? That's, that, that's ridiculous. That Rams team was ridiculous. They, yeah. they got Stafford. Mm-hmm. They got Miller. Yeah, and then uh, obviously Cooper Cup had I mean, the, all, the greatest wide receiver wide wide receiver season of all time. Almost all those guys in their primes, and Jalen Ramsey. Like <sighs> it, it was it was pretty ridiculous. Although I will say, if the Bengals had a better CB one than Eli Apple, there's a real burnt there's, toast. There, there's a a very real chance they would have won that. Which oh is, yeah, I which agree. is ridiculous to think about. I agree, and it's so interesting because the Bengals have not been particularly good since then. Yeah. Um, first in the AFC East is the Dolphins. Best offense in the league, hands down. By far, they put up 70 on the Broncos. They did. They did. And that's freaky. And super efficiently, too. That's freaky. Um, Tua Tagovailoa is like obviously in the MVP conversation in my eyes. Yes, he does have great re- – I I agree, but I don't think he should win it. How come? I think that... Ah, that's hard. It is. But I think that... You look at that team... Yeah. And he's doing a lot... With a lot. So I think... For me, I want to give the MVP to the guy who's doing a lot with the least. Yeah, but the the really sucky thing is with the league right now is there's not really people like that. Because you, you got to have at least one phenomenal receiver. And Tyreek Hill is easily the best in the league right now. Oh, yeah. and He's been for five years. Yeah. So you got to have a, a phenomenal wide receiver. He has like Waddle, two, two or three. Waddle was crazy. Yeah. He is he is the fastest team in the league. Gasicki's a solid tight end. Yeah, and then he has Raheem Mostert, fastest yeah. running back in the league. They had uh A Chan, who is a rookie, who is now out for a considerable bit, which really sucks. But yeah, he he is going to be a star too. Um incredible player. He he had two hundred yards rushing and like a hundred receiving. It I was just don't know a lot about that. Incredible. Um it was in the the game after the it was two games after the Broncos game. I can't remember who they played. Um, but he he has the fastest uh like ball holding play in the NFL right now with like twenty three miles per hour. What does that mean? The fastest ball handing like you have the ball and you're running with it and he ran twenty three miles an hour. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And and then you see the Tyreek Hill clips because they have the top ten of those, by the way. That team, the Dolphins. They have the, the top, top 10. 10 fastest ball carrying Okay, plays. like 1 through 10? Yes. Straight 1 yes. through 10. That's free. There's there's a Tyreek Hill one. He had like uh, 22 point something miles per hour. He was jogging. Like very clearly, he was just <laughs> like this. You see, who, who wanted to race him? Uh, Micah and Jamar Chase. Oh, my God. The thing is, Micah, Micah. Hill would smoke them both. The thing is, Micah did race with him. And was like very 
like scarily close. Yeah. Like literally but by I, ahead. But I think like you put them like one on one a go route for not not even a go route. You put well, them, you dog. put no 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 no. You put them one on one lined up next to each other. Lives on the line. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a 100 it's, it's Tyreek Hill it's 100%. a 100 meter dash yeah. Tyreek Hill is smoking him he's smoking him that's how fast Tyreek Hill is and yeah. he'll do that with almost anybody in the league he'll beat anybody he'll do, smoke most so do you remember when he went to uh, the men's like 400 meter and like ran track in that and just destroyed him yeah. by like miles Usain Bolt was there and he said that's the fastest person I've ever seen run that's crazy like that coming from literally the fastest person alive and he's got hands live. too yeah, he's Which, got hit. He's he's five nine doing all of this. Like this is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I I think the Dolphins honestly have like they they're going to win the AFC East. I think they have a chance to go further. I I see great things for their future. Definitely. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be the Chiefs and the Dolphins in the conference finals. Yeah, something like that. I think that's going to be a hell of a game yeah for sure i think it's gonna be a great game um speaking of the chiefs moving on to the afc west um we have chargers and raiders with chargers at two raiders at three but they are tied in record chargers just have the tiebreaker and the chiefs are at one honestly raiders they just benched jimmy g fired their head coach fired their gm i think they're going back into rebuild mode um so I think we can just put them aside for now. Same with the Chargers, honestly. Uh, Justin Herbert has had that banged up hand for so long. His his main receiver, Mike Williams, is out. Or Mike Williams and yeah. uh, Keenan. Yeah, yeah, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen was injured for a bit and came back. And I think he's on IR for questionable right now. Yeah. Um, And then Eckler has been having a very underwhelming season, especially Definitely. after last year. Um, he did play well last week. Yeah. He was running the ball poorly. He had 1.8 yards per carry. Yeah. But he caught like eight passes for 77 yards. Yeah, which is incredible. He, he's been and one I'm, of the best. And I'm watching him, oh. and he's still got s- great speed and agility. Yeah, I mean, he sure. moves. So yeah. I don't. I'm not doubting what he can do mm. at this point. I still think he can be really great. Yeah. Uh, I also think I think they have a top three safety in the league in Derwin James. I that dude is a monster. Um, and then Joey Bosa, I think coming after af, after that huge contract extension is kind of just letting him down. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think he's playing I mean, I up to he, par. And I think he's getting getting a little older. He knows he doesn't have to play as hard. Yeah. So. I I, th- I think a big part of it is the culture of the Chargers, where it's like, "Hey, we're gonna do okay in the regular season, and then get knocked out first round." Like that—that's kind of been their reputation I mean, I, for the past. Three I wouldn't years. say that's a culture, but that's a result of yeah. whatever they got going on. Yeah. Um. So I mean, really, all we gotta talk about in the West, uh, in the AFC West, is the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they just traded uh, for Michael Hardman back. Michael is, Hardman, that's huge. He he is going to be great for them. They need a receivers. Kadarius Tony, Mr. Butterfingers. Oh himself. man, Tony's ass. Dude, he <laughs> like he he did really good. Even uh, his for teeth pissed me off. His teeth is crazy. <laughs> uh he, he did very good for the Giants uh last season. 
or no, two seasons ago. And when they traded for him as a kick returner, he obviously did great in the Super yeah. Bowl in that position. But when it comes to pass catching, he's just really let them down. Yeah. Uh, um, like an absurd number of drops. Um, but like I said, you have Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. You you have Nicole Hardman's back. The uh, defense is solid. Well, their defense, like their uh, D line, is phenomenal. Oh yeah, they they lost Frank Clark obviously, but they still have Chris Jones. They were able to keep him even though his contract was in in question. And his pull is bonkers. Probably the best defensive tackle in the league right now. Yeah, I agree. And then you got uh, George Karloftis, who didn't he have a big game? Yeah, he had two and a half sacks, and I want to say six tackles. Yeah, this six, week. six or seven. And if he can keep doing that for that D line, yeah, I mean that's going to be a big impact for him. And he's only yeah. twenty two years old. Um, I, I think another part of that is Chris Jones. Like he obviously has so much pull towards the inter- interior. If you double him with one of those, oh tackles, yeah, I mean that's how it is. If you, it's free, if you have an elite. I would like truly like game breaking guy on yeah. the line. That's gonna make it so much easier for anybody for everybody else. Yeah. So that's gonna directly, of course, because he's so great, yeah. impact the quality of that line, but it's also gonna indirectly impact it in the way that it's gonna draw so much gravity. It's gonna help yeah. everybody else on the line. Yeah, for sure. Uh moving on to the AFC North, we have uh Ravens at one. Steelers, Browns, and Bengals are tied, but with the Steelers at two, Browns at three, Bengals at four. Browns and Bengals, I think they've lost their chance. I think they got to make some moves this offseason. Obviously, the Browns lost Chubb and I agree. had great defense. I, I think but. I think it's time for the—I think Deshaun Watson's not going to work out for the Browns. I agree. I mean, he's getting injured so much uh-huh. on top of having— And even just since he got there, since he started playing, he just hasn't been that good. Yeah. I mean, Amari Cooper, before he got there, had a career season, and then he got there and started playing, and it just went downhill from there. Like, his yeah. targets were less, all that stuff. That's crazy. They just traded uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who had a career season last year. This year, so far, he has 97 yards. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and they lost Nick Chubb to that t- terrifying ACL injury. That stuff was gruesome to look at. And he's never going to be the same after that. No, that's 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 a life altering injury. Um, so I'm I'm really sad about that. But they got to figure something out. And as far as the Bengals go, your O line issues are still there, and you don't have any defense. Uh huh. Like, so <laughs> as for the Browns, they need to blow it up. Oh, for sure. I think the Bengals are still in a position where they can build. Yeah, I, I agree. They they need to invest in defense. They haven't in the past. Like, yeah. they lost their whole defense last year. I mean, they, they saw Eli Apple not get it done in the Super Bowl, and they said, oh, it's fine. Yeah, they they gave him <laughs> up and then gave up, like, uh, other DBs. I can't remember who they gave up, but it was a bunch of other subpar players, and then they just didn't replace them. They didn't even replace them. Yeah. They, they didn't even replace them with subpar players they just didn't replace them um they got orlando brown as a tackle highest paid o lineman in the league and then they just kind of like left the rest of it they said oh one guy on the edge is enough yeah <laughs> like if, if you're going to invest in any position on the line i would think it would be center because right. center on the line is well, center and guard are the most important positions on the line in my opinion i don't agree i think the tackles 
I think all five of those guys are crucial. It, it well, yeah, but I think those tackles. I mean, if if you don't have a tackle that can hang with the Micah Parsons and the TJ Watts oh, sure. and the Miles Garretts of the world, you can't double those guys. Yeah. In the middle, you can double them. Yeah. And you can converge and make it harder for that. Yeah. Chris Jones type of player. Yeah. On the edge, it's an island. Yeah, so if you don't sure. have a guy that can stop that, I mean, mm-hmm. you don't stand much of a chance at all. Those yeah. top edge rushers are just going to wreak havoc. Yeah. That's that's true. Especially if a team has two of them. It's I mean, even the Cowboys are are a little bit of an example of that with DeMarcus Lawrence uh and Micah. I mean, DeMarcus Lawrence is obviously a veteran yeah. and Micah has so much pull that he just kind of gets sacks. I mean, the Cowboys have the most sacks in the league right now. Yeah. Um, as a team. And they had, they did last year too. They're still leading in takeaways. It's, it's pretty incredible what they're doing. I want to say for the Steelers, I think TJ Watt's been extending Cam Hayward's career for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> because. And, and Highsmith. He, he basically blew Highsmith. Oh, up. Highsmith is awesome. Yeah. And, but you can see it comes from TJ Watt because it was the same thing with Bud Dupree. Yeah, and Bud Dupree went to the Titans, and he's good. Yeah, but he's not putting up 17 sacks like he was alongside T.J. Watt. Yeah, um, I guess that leads into the Steelers. I think, I think they're not going to win anything with Matt Canada as their OC. That's what I was going to say. I think they have a good team. I think they have a really solid. team. I mean, people were talking about them at the beginning I, of the I season. I think I think their defense is phenomenal. I think their offense is young and is going to be great. I it think, should be. I think it could be really good right now. I think but I think Matt Canada is Matt literally Canada. just holding him back. I think he's the worst offensive coordinator the NFL's seen um, in, did, did in five see, years. Did you see for the Steelers' first win, uh, Pickett threw a touchdown pass to Pickens? I did see it, and he didn't uh, have a reaction. It, well, the reason he didn't have a reaction, Pickett talked about this in an interview like a week later. Pickett called that play. He heard what Canada was telling him to do, and he said, no, that's a terrible play call, and audibled. Wow. Pickett audibled? Pickett pick audibled to a better play than the coordinator. That shouldn't be, be happening. And then the coordinator didn't even celebrate it. No. The coordinator should not be upset that the QB made the correct decision. I mean... Like, I think a guy like Canada just straight up is hurting the culture. And it's yeah. been too long with two poor results. Yeah. And and um, it's really irrational that they haven't fired You, you can see Tomlin is getting super frustrated with Steelers management, too. Because, like, every single game that they lose, he's like, it's on the staff. It's, it's not on the players. The players are playing phenomenal. It's on the staff. I mean, yeah. The team is kind of fucking stacked. Yeah. I mean, especially <laughs> defensively. From from quarterback to receivers to mm. tight end, the running backs aren't bad. Yeah. The defense has been one of the best in the league for close to a decade. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it, they 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 should be phenomenal. It's they could just offense is holding they could them back. Have, they could have seven wins right now. Yeah. Um, based off talent alone. Yeah. They could. Um. That leads us to Ravens, number one in the AFC North. The Ravens are doing things that I never thought the Ravens would do this season. I think what do you they're, mean? they're they're leading the league in defensive rating, first off. Second off, uh That's OB- crazy. Yep. OBJ is um not even the star of the show there. Zay Flowers is. 
and he's a rookie. Yeah. Uh, they have. By the way, you've seen OBJ's playing like he never got his ACL. Yeah. Repaired. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. That's crazy. Um, especially at his age. Yeah. And then you have Mark Andrews, one of the best run blocking tight ends in the league. Also, just a big and, dude. Yeah, he has been for a while. Um, he's great. They have a pretty great O line as well. And then Lamar Jackson is playing QB. That's ridiculous. Like the, the the past three years, he's had to run the ball so much because of their scheme. But I think even in keeping that scheme where they are very run heavy, uh, the fact that J.K. Dobbins went out has helped them so much. What? And Lamar Jackson's always been a great quarterback. He has, but they've relied so much on the run game, especially with J.K. Dobbins and with uh, Gus Edwards. And with how fast he is, how freakishly athletic he is. But- they wanted to capitalize on that. But I think what they're doing now is definitely the right thing. I think the fact that they're using it as an escape mechanism instead of a a reliability, Yeah, I I think that's definitely the way they're going to go. I think AFC South is interesting, but the Jaguars are are the only real, like, shot that anyone has. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is reverting back to his Clemson era. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, Christian Kirk. He has also been playing incredible. Their uh, running back, Travis Etienne, he's also been playing incredible. They they just have a very well-rounded team. They do. I don't think it's I don't think a it's championship gonna, team. Yeah, but I think it's a make-a-good-run team. I agree. I don't know where they're going to go from this season. Yeah. But it is a good team. Yeah. Um, I Honestly, talking through all of that, Patrick Mahomes wins it for me. I, I think the Ravens as I think, I think the Ravens and the Dolphins have the Patrick best Mahomes chance. as a team? the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. I think I think Ravens kind of have a chance. I think the Dolphins, other than the Chiefs, have the best chance. It's just you can never count out Magic Mahomes. I I think I think picking up McCall Hardman like really gives them a run. Magic Mahomes. <laughs> I think McCole Harmon really, really oh, that's genuinely Aaron has been taken. <laughs> now onto the NFC. Uh NFC East. Nah. Honestly, honestly, not even a battle to me. Like we have Eagles one, Cowboys two, and then two other teams I can't even name. Um <laughs> I can name them. You can name them. Loser one and loser two. The Giants had huge expectations. They they made Daniel Jones a top five highest paid QB in the league, and then he's doing this. It's he, ridiculous. He played good last year. Yep, not top five. He he did not. So it was earn a, that. Yet. It was a bad contract from the start, but I definitely did expect more from him. Yeah, Danny Dimes, man. Danny Dimes, Madden legend. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. It'll be interesting to yeah. see if they can turn it around. Yeah. But the offense, they, yeah, they've been bad. They've been really bad. Kayvon, uh, I don't like Kayvon I, Thibodeau. Their their rookie from last year is like top ten in sacks this year. Yeah. So he's made a huge. Well, leap. And I knew that was coming. I think the problem with them that it's been for a while now mm-hmm. is their wide receivers, and I think that persists for sure. Yeah. I think they'd be a much better team if they got somebody. Although it is a difficult market right now. 
understandably. For but, sure. But they're getting the picks this year. Like that's what that's what they're doing right now is getting the picks they need to recreate that. So I think that gives Daniel Jones and it's gonna be Daniel Jones. Yes. Yeah. They it has to be Daniel Jones. They I mean they can't move much. him. Yeah. <laughs> like no one's taking So that. I think when you get I mean, he's got an arm. Yeah. He he's does. got legs. I mean he's yeah. actually he's fast as hell. Yeah. So I think once you put those receivers in that tight end in place, that's going to help them a lot. And it's going to give him more opportunities to make plays. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think they could be a good team moving forward. But this year has been really surprising. Yeah. Um, I think Cowboys at number two isn't really a surprise. I mean, they, they lost Trevon no. Diggs to the ACL injury. Um, Micah Parsons, great player. Honestly expected a lot more from him this year. Um. Deron Blant, he's the, he was the CB2 last season. Uh-huh. He was a rookie last season. Came in this year. He has more touchdowns than like five uh, starting wide receivers, like wow. wide receiver twos. He has more touchdowns than T. Higgins with three because he has three pick sixes. That's crazy. That's absolutely bonkers. Three pick sixes, and we're halfway through the season. I mean, imagine if that guy finishes with six touchdowns. Yeah, That's a good season have, for a receiver. Having Yeah, having <laughs> having more receiving touchdowns than receivers is ridiculous. And I think Trevon Diggs going out was like a blessing for him because they're finally having to use him and take advantage of how freaking athletic this dude is. Um, Tony Pollard not having the season we expected to uh, for him, but we are using him a lot differently. So it is going to take time to adjust to that. Dakota Prescott. Who? Dak. Okay. Um, Dakota, I, 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 I've been saying this for a couple of years now. He is, he's a very good quarterback. He is not the quarterback that is going to win us a championship. No, he's um, not. I, I, I think he, I think he is a good quarterback, but I don't think he's good enough. As the Cowboys, I mean, you already paid him. It's yeah. like, where do you even go though? Yeah, it's like, it's gonna also, be, it's gonna be hard to move him. You could go for the rookie, yeah, and hope that works out. But at the same time, I've been Cooper Rush, man. But at the same time, that could totally bust. Yeah, for sure. And it's, then it's a huge risk. And then it's just kind of dead at that yeah. point. <laughs> um, so it is a hard situation. But I agree. I I do think though we're heading in the right direction. Uh, as of the last three games, because before that, CD Lamb had been targeted a total of like twelve times. Yeah. Um. Like last week, he had a huge game: eight receptions for 156 yards and two touchdowns. That's an absurd game. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And, and that's that game you need to get them going. Yeah, because CD is a top ten receiver in the league, undoubtedly. So you got to use him like one. You you can't use him like a wide receiver two, and then everyone else like wide receiver fives. <laughs> like you you can't you can't be doing that when you have such a good. Um, receiving like receiver as your receiver one yeah um eagles though eagles going crazy jalen carter a steal of the draft i mean that's just a freaking stacked team jalen hurts a top three qb in the league in my opinion i agree people keep keep doubting him i 100 percent agree he's been top three since last year aj brown second best receiver in the league they're, they're wow, and that surprised me because he was like a fringe star in Tennessee. Yeah, and last year he popped off. And last year he came to Philadelphia and has like just leveled up. Yep, 
and then they have Devonte uh, Smith, um, yeah, as as their second. He's a Heisman winner. Like yeah. this, this dude is crazy, and you have him as your second. And option. he's accomplished. Comp- and he's accomplished in the league too. Yeah, and then you have the, the best O line in the league. You have Dallas Goddard, who's like a top ten tight end in the league. Like they, they just have a super team. They do have a super team. Um, there's two super teams. It's the Niners and it's the Eagles. Yeah, honestly, NFC West Seahawks are number one. But the real thing is the Niners there. Like, uh, yes, yes, the Seahawks defense has been good, but Niners were off to a crazy start. Yeah, I mean, um, they they came in. They think they beat the Steelers by forty <laughs> or thirty. They they whooped the Cowboys too. They by whooped thirty the Cowboys by thirty. Um, yeah, it they they've had a crazy start and then they lost the last three. It's it's CMC and Debo and got injured in the no same reason. in the same game. They should be losing like that. Well, in my opinion, Purdy before this run had not lost a single NFL game. Mm-hmm. So he had no experience in losing and having to fight adversity. I mean, you have a stacked team. You have arguably the best offensive play caller in the league in Kyle Shanahan. You have all that going for you, and you, you're you just winning. Yeah. And then it all falls once. It's a domino effect. I think he, he hasn't had to experience it that string be, of losses yet. But I think they're going to get it back together. I think so, too. I, I think they're going to probably make it past the first round of the playoffs oh they they but, have to they have to make it past the first but round. for sure next season is going to be a lot better um yeah. and i mean that's the kind of team how long cmc out for uh, i think he was out for two games so i mean yeah that's the kind of team barring injuries they could go to the super bowl yeah um nfc north lions are at one i mean I, I they've I, been playing really well and they just did a really good job building that team. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean Jared Goff like surprised us all. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say he, when they traded for him and they sent Stafford over to LA mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, Goff because you know those last two or three years in LA yeah. after that Super Bowl, Goff was slowing down. Yeah, he was sure. kind of starting to look like this guy might not actually yeah. be that good. He was kind of kind of starting to look like how Matt Stafford looked last season. Yeah. <laughs> or like Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah. And so he gets to Detroit. I'm thinking, okay, this is just going to be a bridge quarterback. Yeah. And they're going to draft somebody. Yep. But they showed a lot of trust in him, in him, and he performed. Yeah. Even even without a great team, his first couple of I years, mean, he performed. I- Amon Ross eight Brown, crazy skilled player. He's so good. He's he's you know you know who the best player on that team is though? Offense or defense. Aiden Hutchinson. Oh yeah. He leads the league in QB pressures. That's that's a ridiculous thing to do in your second season. That is that that blows my mind considering he's going up against like Full O lines by himself. I mean, because there there aren't really other threats on the line, so they just double him every play, and he's so good. Almost there. nobody gets that good that fast. Yeah, it's really something. Like like that's that's a generational talent, like skill, and they used to get that good that fast. Like yeah. Micah did that. I mean, back when TJ got drafted, he did that. JJ did that too. JJ did that for sure. Shoo, JJ won three DPOI yeah. in a row. That's freaky. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think they're going to be a really good team. Um, I agree. As far as the NFC South goes, with the Falcons, Saints, Bucks, and Panthers, there's not much to talk about. There's not. The uh, Falcons have a winning record. The the Falcons, the Falcons and Saints have a winning record, which you're right is interesting. The Falcons, I think Bijan is a huge part of that. Yeah, I, I think he's honestly the part of that. He has so much pull already. But on that note of them having winner winning records, I could easily see them both missing the playoffs. Yeah, I I think they do. I agree. Um, but I mean, I think the Eagles wipe the NFC. Honestly, I I think I think they win the conference finals. I think if the Niners are healthy and they're ready to go, Mm. I think they are the only team that gives the Eagles a challenge. Yeah, but I like the Eagles more. Um, yeah, I I think I think it's a and it's a good game, but I think the Eagles win it. I think the difference just lies at QB. Oh, for sure. I I mean, mean, hurts hurts is hurts is gonna come in, and he's gonna outperform Purdy. Yeah, because he's sure. better. Um, I mean, he's a lot better. I mean, their defenses are both just incredible. Oh yeah. Um, their Actually, receivers are both just incredible. I mean, I would argue Niners defense. The Niners. No, I, I would argue the Niners even have they have better skill positions on defense on offense. But I mean, they have a better running back by miles because he's the best running back in the league. Yeah. But, and I think Debo Samuel's is a premier player in the league too. I think he's incredible. I mean, I, I, mean, I do and, think the Eagles' top two receivers smoke him, but I don't agree because Debo can do so much on the field. Mm-hmm. It adds so much versatility to the offense mm-hmm. that can't be paralleled by anybody. I agree. I I agree with that fact. I think overall, I think if yes, we're talking about skills, like yeah, yeah. who is the more skilled receiver, I'll give you that. Mm. But Debo does so much so well. Yeah, for sure. I think I think he's up there with them. Yeah, I I can get with you on that. Um, let's let's move on to awards for the NFL real quick. Just a a quick guessing game. Uh, as far as MVP Battle goes, and I'll go all right, I got you. I got you. Uh, MVP. My options. Uh, honestly, I really only have two options, and it's Tua and it's Tyreek Hill. Uh, I mean, I mean, two is leader in passing yards. I I know he won't, but <laughs> that's who I want to win it. That's who should win it, in my opinion. Um, leader in passing yards. I always is think it should be some defender. I mean, yeah, but no one's gonna do that. <laughs> but it will never happen. Uh, leader in passing yards with two thousand four hundred sixteen, tied for the most touchdowns uh, in the league with eighteen, uh, and then. A completion percentage of seventy point four percent, which is very good. And he has the highest passer passer rating uh, of a starting QB in the league with one hundred eight point eight. Tyreek Hill, sixty one receptions, a thousand fourteen receiving yards halfway through the season. Uh, no, <laughs> nobody averages sixteen point six yards per I, reception. Imagine he and catches eight three thousand yards. That's not bad for a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's. Gonna hit two thousand, which is ridiculous. Oh yeah, he's gonna hit two thousand. He might hit twenty five. Yeah. Um. What about you for MVP? Who you think? You keep going. I want you to finish it. Okay. Uh, DPOY Josh Allen is is my is my solidified choice. 
Um, he he leads the league in oh he leads the league in QB pressures twenty five. Aiden Hutchinson has twenty three in his second. Forgot about that. Uh, second in sacks in the league with nine. The first is ten. I can't remember who it is for the life of me. Uh, no, it's Daniel Hunter. That's who it is. Um, he has twenty eight combined tackles with nineteen of them being solo. And he he is out of the other options, the best in pass coverage. Yeah. Because he's an outside linebacker who just happens to be an incredible D lineman as well. Yeah. He's a freak. He's and he's ridiculous. In his prime right now. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Um offensive player of the year, Tyreek Hill. And end list. End list. Oh, Tyreek yeah. Hill, considerable gap. We don't even have, we don't even have to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> um, offensive rookie of the year, I have uh, Puka Nakua. He is third in the league in receiving yards with 795, uh, 13 yards of reception, which is 3.6 less than uh, Tyreek Hill, 61 receptions, which I think is the same as Tyreek Hill, and two touchdowns. So I think red zone has been an issue for the Rams in general, so I think the touchdowns don't really concern me. But 795 rece- – like, as a rookie having a 1,000-yard season – is ridiculous having like an a thousand two hundred to three hundred yard season is bonkers yeah i mean that's when you're looking at a star yeah um second option would be Bijan, but i think honestly the falcons just aren't using him right he's he has 466 rushing yards i don't which think is they, i don't league. think they use anybody right <laughs> that's that's also fair he's ninth in the league in rushing yards he only has one rushing touchdown because they refuse to run it in the red zone um he has 5.1 yards per rushing attempt, 26 receptions for 189 receiving yards, uh, and two receiving touchdowns. The fact that he has more receiving touchdowns than rushing touchdowns truly concerns me. Because, <laughs> like, this dude is a is is quite literally a human joystick. Yeah. Like, he, he had some of the craziest shifty moves I've ever seen this season. I'll say this, though. If you can be effective passing it to him, mm-hmm. that helps extend the career of a running back. Oh, for sure. Yeah. As opposed to taking it up the hole every play. Yeah. Um, as far as defensive rookie of the year go, I think it's pretty clearly Jalen Carter. He he came in the league and is a top 10, if not five, defensive tackle. That's that's ridiculous. He has the arms of, of God himself. <laughs> like... Uh, two forced fumbles, three and a half sacks, which for a D tackle is pretty crazy, and fourteen combined tackles and thirteen QB pressures. When you have a defense like the Eagles, that's pretty crazy that you're able to come in and produce that instantly. That's that's pretty nuts. The only other person I I really could think about is Devon Witherspoon for the um, Seahawks. He had he's had one pick and it was a pick six. He's had two sacks, three QB pressures, which is also kind of nuts. Uh, 33 combined tackles, which is up there for corners. And then eight passes defensed, which is very good for rookies because a lot of the other rookies tend to have below five. Yeah. Um, like next on the rookie corner list has four, and that's Brian Branch. Um, so I think if, if there's any argument to be made, it would be for Devon, but I think it's Jalen Carter. Um. I mean, that's really all I got on those awards. You got any thoughts? Not too many. MVP? MVP. Tua 
at this rate, will win it. Yeah. He will. Yep. I think that for the offense and the defensive rookies, I'll be honest, I don't know as much as I should. Yeah. And I don't want to bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm going to leave that for later. Yeah. I gotcha. As for DPOY... I, I think Josh Allen has it on lock, man. At this rate, I think Josh Allen should win it. Yeah. I, I think it could go to a few guys. I, I think if Josh Allen doesn't win it, it'll be Miles Garrett, even though I think the second option should be TJ Watt. I do think it should be TJ. I think TJ Watt is still a game wrecker. I mean, well, I, I mean, I think the top five D-line players are game wreckers. Yeah. I always said TJ Watt should have won like 2019, 2020, 2021, and then they finally yeah. gave it to him last year. Yeah, for sure. Because they kept – anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree though. I, I concur. I, I think it won't go to TJ Watt. Yeah. I think it could go to Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. He's the bigger name than Josh Allen. Yeah, for sure. That's, Which probably does is worth something. Yeah, that's, in the that's one eyes. thing. Yeah, so I think it'll it's a toss up between I, Garrett. I will also and say, Garrett passes the eye test better. Yeah, like his his skill and just pure athleticism are like he jumped over the the kick like the field goal O line. That's ridiculous. That's freaky, dude. Who does that? That's let crazy. let alone like a like a six four. 250 man that's ridiculous <laughs> um, yeah but we got to move on to the we, NBA. we, we do got to move on to the NBA. do not have time but we're gonna do it anyways but we're gonna do it anyways uh so nba we're talking week one uh we had a lot of rookie debuts a lot of rookie hype and obviously that starts with vicky wemby victor Wembanyama. vicky wemby yep uh he played against please never call him that again. <laughs> i'm gonna dm him hey vicky how's it going hey uh, vicky you can call him Wemby. Don't call him Vic. <laughs> he uh, he debuted against my Dallas Mavericks, um, and he got into foul trouble super early. He had um, he had three fouls within the first half, and ended up having five uh, by the start of the fourth quarter. But I think that's to be expected. I agree. I agree, especially for a guy his size. I yes, and a rookie. He's he's not used to it yet. Uh, well, yeah, of course. Uh, but. I mean, these—it's just completely different. I mean, the players yeah. are so much better than. Yep. I'm sorry, but they're so much better than they were in college. I and, mean, and they're so much better than they were in France. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's that's not even really a competition. I mean, I think FIBA is competitive, but I think it's competitive because we don't even like get our best players. Yeah, because we don't because we don't send the superstars. We send like. Although the, the stars, although LeBron is recruiting for the Olympics in 2024, did you see that? Yeah, I did see That's that. That's ridiculous. I thought he said a few years ago he was done with that. He did, and then he got pissed watching FIBA, <laughs> watching yeah. Austin Reeves bring up the ball every play and Dude. pass to Mikhail Bridges. Austin Reeves had no business being on the on a team representing our country. <laughs> Not as a starter, bro. Ant Ant Man though, Ant Man was incredible. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Wemby, 16 points per game, 46% from the field, which is fine. 
26.3% from three. That's not what you want to see, but I, I think it is good that he's shooting them. Growing pains. Growing that's, pains. That's for sure. I it. think it's better you see that than yeah. to see that he's not putting them up. Yeah. Um, For sure. Seven and a half rebounds per game. It's a huge team, so honestly, that's really good. Um, Like, you have Keldon Johnson. Uh, Jeremy Sohan is Zach running. Collins. The, well, Jeremy Sohan is running the ball at the four for him. He's 6'8". Like <laughs> I that, know that should just show you the scale at, at which this is going. Um, and then he gets four point eight turnovers a game. Again, growing pains, but that's a but little. That's a little concerning. Um, one and a half steals a game. I mean, he can reach from the three point line to the free throw line and swipe the ball. So that's Redonk. <laughs> and then two two point three blocks a game again. Eight foot wingspan does a lot. For I you. think you would like to see more playmaking out of him. With I agree. One point five assists. I've seen what he can do. I mean, you'll see him. He'll go up for a shot, and then he'll just pass out of it with yeah. ease. The eye test for Wemby is like incredible. Um, I think a big problem is his teammates don't like the attention he's getting, and it's pretty clear if you watch them play. Um, they, they don't want to give him the ball in game time situations. They want to keep it for themselves because he's, he's a rookie, even though he's more than likely better than everyone on that team. I mean, I would think Kelton Johnson's better, but that's probably where my list ends. If not Devin Vassell, Devin Vassell, maybe, um, he's been playing incredible too. Yeah. I, I've been super surprised by that. Devin Vassell's great. He I is. knew he was going to be great. He, he's, he's great in the mid range. Which I I didn't really know. I didn't really think about. Yeah, he's, he's he's really a he's a good sized guard that can do everything. I mean, yeah, you really like what you see from Devin yeah. Vassell. I really like what I see from Devin Vassell. Uh, talking about liking what you see, Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren. I had some concerns after that. You never like that first season yeah. ending injury. Yep. Because, I mean, that just that I mean, straight I mean, up sets him back a year. Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz. Like, you, you see basically the Sixers horror stories. And then yeah. you just, you just like, lose your mind when that happens. Um, But we're going to talk about him. So I actually – I like Ben Simmons. Currently? Currently I do. I didn't like his attitude the past couple of years with – I mean, stuff. as a player, I like yeah. Ben Simmons. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about Chet's like games so far in total. But just in his debut game, 57% from the field, 67% from three, 33% from the free throw line. But it was it was his first game, yeah. growing pains. It got better. Spoiler alert. Four boards, three assists, one steal, one to- turnover, 11 points. Yeah, Honestly, the, the, the first game wasn't the highlight. No. I'll say that. And back to that eye test. Mm-hmm. Oh, I my mean, you gosh, dude. have to love that. If, if you had never like seen a single thing of NBA news and didn't hear any commentary saying, oh, this dude's a rookie, look at him. And you watch that, you would think, dude, how long has this kid been in the league? Especially because he's got a full-ass beard. Bro, looks like Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> dude. Tallest president to ever exist. I've seven two. Bro. He looks like he's been working in the labor force for twelve years <laughs> at the iron mills. I mean, you'd think this guy's a grizzled veteran, but he's but he's for, played he's played three NBA games. Yeah, I mean he's he's just been so phenomenal. I mean, he can shoot at a good clip, not yeah. great. I mean, he's not knocking him down like Buddy um, Healed. We'll talk about that in a second. 
but he shoots him good. Yeah. Um, he I, can finish I would love the, to see him with more takes. He can finish in the paint. He sets a good screen. Mm-hmm. He can play make. He can dribble. I mean, he can do yeah. anything you want. Yeah. I, I w- Like I said, I would love to see him with the ball more. Today, he might be a better player than Victor Wembanyama. For sure. I, I agree with that. And we'll get into that later. Um, Moving on. Derek Lively is second for my Dallas Mavericks. Um, Debut game. I haven't watched him play too much, but Dude. I hear you rambling about him. So we haven't had a good and I've seen those clips. He's shooting like ninety percent from yeah. the field. We we haven't had a good big man since Dirk, and we haven't had a good center since Tyson Chandler. So having that big of a stretch of time where you're trying to run pick and roll with like Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba when you need someone bigger. Because like those dudes are both six ten and not the best on either end. Yeah. Um, Maxie's a better defender. Dwight Powell's more athletic. It it just it's not what you really need. Derek Lively is seven one, a lob threat, can get boards. He he averaged, I think it was eight points a game in college. It probably was less. But that really concerned me at first. His debut game, he had sixteen points on eighty seven point five percent shooting from the field. And for seven your, for eight for your first game. That is in bonkers. And go seven for eight, especially with the limelight on Victor. So I mean, you know he's ready. Yeah, and, and then on top of that, ten uh, rebounds, and out of that, half of those five of those boards were on offense, and five were on defense. Five offensive rebounds is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That is that is. And and one of those was a putback from the free throw line. That's that absurd. is MJ on. <laughs> uh, he also had an assist, a steal, a block, and one turnover. Plus twenty, plus minus. Plus that had to be the best for the team, right? Yeah, like that. That's that. I mean, hurts that, my brain to like process. That gives the Mavericks exactly what they've been needing for ten years. Hey, preach, preach. Um, I think that. Luca and Kyrie, the both of them, I think they've been playing those yeah. two better. Yeah. But I think for Luca and Kyrie, the lob threat and the screen setting ability and the rebounding. It's gonna be so good, dude. It's gonna it's gonna make, It already is. It's gonna make everybody so much better. Yeah. Um but the the reason I put the debut game for him is because after that first game, that first game he played 31 minutes. After that, he hasn't played more than 15. So his season so far is nine points a game, still 85.7% from the field. But this is the thing. You have to, he, he they have to play him. They have to. He they, will they really get, have to. He will get played because uh, they have to play him. And then he's he's still averaging six boards a game, which in that time is still crazy. Yeah. Uh, a block a game. I mean, you don't see a player play that good in the time he's yeah. given and not play him. I, I will say the reason they didn't play him as much against the Grizzlies is because Jaron Jackson Jr. just went went at him and he got in foul trouble so early. Yeah. Like within the first half he had five fouls. It's I, it's pretty rough, but when you got a player like that going up against you and you're a rookie. Jaron Jackson is yeah not the guy you want to go up yeah against if it's he, your second he, game. He dropped thirty. <laughs> yeah. Um but I mean, moving on, Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson. This this dude has has made me laugh so many times because of his expectations into the league versus right now. Eight point three points a game, thirty three point three percent from the field. 
Let's take a second. That's to worse than that. that's worse than like. That's 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 worse than Killian Hayes's like worst season, <laughs> dude. That's that's worse than Luca's three point percentage, ever. That's that's not all, all time know. or his worst season. Like worst season. Um, but and then he's doing five point six percent from three, single digits, single digits, and that that's on like and how many is he shooting? He's shooting roughly five or six a game, sometimes more. Um. 80% from the line, 2.8 rebounds a game, 4 assists, 2 4.3 turnovers. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm not going to make a judgment this soon. We're four games in, but that's super concerning. Uh, that's incredibly worrying. It is. I agree. Uh, I think um, it's it's way too early to call him a bust. Yeah. But, but it's looking like that. I don't even want to say that. Yeah. But that is definitely concerning, especially yeah. you picked him at two. At two. Yeah. Uh, over guys like Derek Lively, Brandon Miller. Uh, the Thompsons. The Thompson, Both of them. Um, speaking of Brandon Miller, though, 17.3 points a game for the Charlotte Hornets, 47.4% from the field, which isn't bad 43.8 percent from three which is very good on 5.3 attempts really good on 5.3 attempts that's that's incredible for me compare that to scoot 90 <laughs> 90 percent from the line um so he's he's like a hair away from the 50 40 90 club which is absurd to think about six boards a game two assists and only 1.3 turnovers uh, his plus minus is a little interesting, but it's not a good team. Yeah, um, he, and I, I think, but I do think that he's really gonna help them moving forward. I agree. I had concerns about the Hornets' future. Yeah, but I think adding Brandon Miller relieves that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, now he gives that team more direction. I, I, think. I think. I think a big problem that is going to have if it that he's going to have if it doesn't like start to get fixed now is defense that's that's the reason um a lot of players like will go into the league and like start to do really well and produce a lot but then on defense they just get fried yeah but he's he's long he's athletic he'll figure it out um, he should yeah speaking of long and athletic a thompson my king um, on offense, honestly, he he's been pretty underwhelming. Eight eight point very underwhelming. Like, eight, he's been bad. Eight point five points per game on thirty two point four percent from the field, fourteen point three percent from three. But you love the boards, dude. Se- you love what he can do in the fast break. Un- you love what he can do on defense. Seventy five percent from the uh, from the line, ten point five rebounds a game, which is second on his team behind uh, Jalen Duran, and he's six six. A sort yeah. of six six doing this. That's what I was gonna say. For his size, almost eleven boards. We're 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 about to get to something crazy. Four point three assists a game, two point five turnovers a game, two point five blocks a game. Fifth in the league in blocks per game at six six. And, and I'm actually surprised he's not higher because two point five is a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean we are early, so there there are a lot of people like uh, Chet who are playing. Oh, who will get crazy. like five blocks? Uh. That brings it up, dude. Uh, let's let's go ahead and jump straight into a segment we really wanted to do. Way too early predictions. Way too early. Um, like, I'm like super early. Yeah, like four games in early. Uh, 
So I'm just going to list off some predictions I got. You tell me what you think about them. Um, so in the West, I got Grizzlies at the ninth seed, uh, Pelicans at the 10th, Lakers at the 7th. I think the Pelicans are going to be better. I, well, I don't think they're going to be better than the rest of the people. And they, I, they don't have I think that if Zion, I think they don't. I agree, but I think that if Zion stays healthy, we know he's a good player. Yeah. He's not he's not a superstar. Yeah. He could have been, but he's not. Yeah. But he is a good player. Yeah. And I think if he plays the season at least most of the season, I think that that starting 6 is good enough to to make it to the 6th or 5th seed. The thing is I don't see the Grizzlies keeping up uh, this like losing bit that they're going through, especially when Jaw comes back. Um, and then Lakers, Lakers are a much better team than the Pelicans. Suns, they don't have depth, but having that starting four is is going to be yeah. enough to carry them to a great record. Um, and then I had at six seed, I had the Kings being at six, uh, Thunder at fifth. Warriors at fourth. I think I would switch the Kings and the Thunder. I think yeah. the Kings have more experience. I agree. I think the Thunder are a better team, though. I think the I think the Thunder have more talent. Mm. They're not inexperienced. I mean, they yeah. they're young as hell, but they've played together for yeah. a few years now. Yeah, but I don't know. I I think. That's interesting. I think they're. I think they match up well. So I, think I, they I could agree. Go, I think they could go either way, and um, I think that'd be a really good series. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I had the Warriors at four, and the Mavericks at three. Uh, Clippers at two, especially with the Harden trade. They did get rid of Batum and Rocco, which is a lot of perimeter I, defense. I won't. Depth, I but... won't disagree, but I could see the Clippers landing anywhere. Yeah, like I, the Clippers could finish one through seven. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then Nuggets at one. I think that that one particularly is not debatable. The Nugget, I mean, the Nuggets are just have been a model of consistency. I yeah. don't see a reason why they shouldn't be number one. Yeah. Um. So so that's why I have for the West. As far as the East is concerned, I have Pistons at ten, Bulls at nine, Knicks at eight, Heat at seven. Uh, I have uh, Hawks at six. Um. And then at five, I have Sixers. Four, I have Cavs. Three, I have Pacers. Two, I have Bucks. One, I have Celtics. Any thoughts? I think the Knicks will be better. I think I think they could be. I think they'll probably be better than the Heat. But I think, I think as they, of I think over the regular season, I think they should be better than the Heat. I I think as far as. as Go ahead. Uh, be, because I put them very similarly. I put Heat at seven, Knicks at eight, and I think I think Heat once play-ins and playoffs start, win that matchup. That's, well, for sure. I that's mean, why every I, single year the Heat, no matter whether they're the one seed, the fifth seed, or the eight seed, they get better in the playoffs. Yes, yeah. it doesn't matter where they land. Yeah, I think as far as the Heat go, they could be better. Yeah. If they make that midseason trade, mm-hmm. I agree. Will they? Maybe. Yeah. I I personally, but as don't the, think they will. As the team stands, I think seven's about right. Yeah. 
Especially uh, because Jimmy Butler through the first three quarters of the season just kind of cruises. Yeah, for sure. Um, he he just he doesn't really even put up shots. No, he kind of just plays defense, goes back and makes good reads. Yeah, that's that's all he really does. Um, but in this bracket, I predicted some outcomes. So since the Nuggets would be one in the West, Suns would be eight. In that, I think it would be a gentleman sweep because because you have KD who's a force to be reckoned with, but Aaron Gordon is probably one of the best defensive options in the league in that situation. Yeah. Um, and then you have Jokic who's unstoppable. I I think Nuggets win that four one if not four zero. I agree. Uh, and then Warriors four Thunder five. I said Thunder win it in a in a seven game series. I could see it going either way. I think it definitely goes seven games. If that's the matchup, I agree. I think that the Warriors are still a really good team, though. I agree. I think if I had to pick team, I'd give it to the Warriors. Yeah, I, I just at this point, I think I'd give it to the Warriors. I, I think, I think, I think both the Thunder and the Warriors could beat anybody. Yeah, I, I agree. Kind of like the Kings and the Warriors last year. Yeah. Um, and then I have Mavericks at three going up against the Kings at six. I have Mavs winning that uh, in a six-game series, four to two. Um, I th- I think the Mavs for sure win it. It would either be a six-game or seven-game series. I could see that. I could see the Kings being a better regular season team. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened last year. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's going to be a similar situation. I think they're going to have a lot more growth because of that. And I think Keegan Murray is going to take a big leap again this year. But I think Keegan Murray is really, really good. I agree. I think he's he's a very talented uh, 3 guy. He could be like Clay Thompson. Yeah, I but with better handles. But with better handles, yeah. Um, He'll take 17 dribbles instead of 11. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I think Mavs win that matchup. Clippers 2, Lakers 7. I have Lakers winning that. I have Lakers winning that in a seven-game series, 4-3. to three. I yeah, I actually I think, agree. I think I think depth destroys the Clippers. There, neither team is particularly deep, but the Clippers are shallow, shallow, shallow. They they have the big four and Zubats. End of list. Uh, Zubats is good. I mean, actually, I was looking at it earlier today. They have Terrence Mann and Bones Highland, which is good. But who Bones, are you going to put in in the paint? Bones in the paint? Highland, I don't love he can go out there and i don't i don't like him on defense he can go out there and get buckets no doubt but he's not your best playmaker he's not the he's not a good defender yeah i agree i that's why i say the lakers win that also if anthony davis is healthy they might win it in six yeah that dude is a monster oh yeah um so so that's what i have winning round I, one i agree uh and then next second round would be nuggets uh thunder and I see Nuggets winning that in six. I see it being anywhere from a four to a six game series. I, I yeah, I would. I think I'd go Nuggets in five. To be honest, yeah. I, I mean, that's fine be, by me. Who on the Thunder is gonna guard Jokic? Well, I mean, no one in the league is gonna guard Jokic. But who on the Thunder is gonna guard Jokic? I mean, in, in I, the, I in, see... the, in the league, you can put somebody like Embiid or Bam or. Those With, are all or, Eastern Conference players. Or will, but no, I, I'm talking about the league. People, yeah. who, people who are gonna give you a chance at slowing him down a little bit. I I think I'm what, saying on the Thunder, 
come playoffs, they can't even slow him down. I, I think Chet is going to be there, and then I think they're going to send a double and then have Shea like guard Murray. I think that's going to be their best bet. Yeah, and the Thunder are a good defensive team, but just against Jokic, they don't match up. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, like I said, I think it could be anywhere between a four and a six-game series. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it in any universe going past six, though. I don't see I don't see a world where the Thunder win. No. Um, And then we have Mavs versus Lakers. I say Mavs win it in seven. Um, I think I think that's very debatable. Uh, uh, but I think, I think, come that time, neither I think I think neither team again is super deep. Well, the Mavs. I think the Mavs are deeper. I I think by a considerable bit. Um, I mean the Mavs have a ten or eleven man roster in their active rotation. So I mean that's about as deep as you get in the NBA. Yeah. The Lakers. I mean. They do have a really talented squad. I do yeah. like the Lakers. I agree. I agree. And but... I think that Luka is clutch. I, I Kyrie think... is clutch. I think LeBron and AD are also very clutch. I agree. I was going to say, I think LeBron and Luka even out for the teams. I think AD is going to have a field day with us. No but doubt. I, I, think, I think Kyrie is kind of what pushes the Mavs to the win. Because I mean, playoff Kyrie is absurd. He can be, but I don't. Kyrie hasn't been awesome in Dallas, so he's gonna have to. But... Sh- he's gonna have to prove to me that he's gonna be the Kyrie that we've known for ten years. I I get that, but I think I think he has enough pull and he draws enough attention on his own for it to be effective. But I also know for a fact that the usage, the way in which they're using him in the rotation is a lot more effective um but then it's Mavs nuggets and nuggets uh four or five game series the nuggets yeah um like undoubtedly and we go back over to the east and things get a little more complicated uh towards the bottom end but celtics versus knicks celtics sweep with without a single like thought in my mind going against that i can see the knicks pushing it to five like I could see it going to three zero, and then the Knicks well, take one. My my thought is because the, have, I think the Knicks are a good team. I agree. Drew Holiday on Jalen Brunson. You have KP in the paint. You have Jason Tatum, who's also a very good KP's, defender. Jalen Brown, who's also a good defender. KP's not the greatest defender. He's, he's big he, as hell, and he'll get blocks. Well, well, the thing is, he's been injured so many times. Like especially with the Mavs and the uh, Knicks, he was used wrong with the Wizards, which is why he was traded. Yeah. Uh, but so far this year, he's been playing pretty incredibly in the paint. Like, I think that in that matchup, Julius Randle does have a good series. I think he has a good series that I think, gives them a win. I think he has a great series. That doesn't give them a win because everyone else is locked down. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's 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 kind of my thought. The with Knicks that. aren't very deep either. Yeah. Celtics are deep as you get. Celtics are second best team in the league. So, yeah, uh, four or five games, Celtics. Yeah. They take it easy. Um, and then we have Cavs Sixers. I said Cavs win, but they're off to a slow start. One and three is not looking great. Really slow start. And, and from the eye test, they just don't look good. Yeah. Um, I think I think Embiid 
has a field day on defense there. I think that the Sixers win this in six. If this, if this matchup happens, I got the Sixers in six. I say it goes seven games either way, but I could see either one winning it. Um, I, I, I know for a fact the Cavs aren't going to keep up being this bad. I think they just... They'll get better. Yeah. I, I think they're just having a lot of chemistry issues, especially trying to find a replacement for Jetty Osman since he went to the Spurs. They want it to be Max Struess. I think it could be. I, I think Max Struess... But I think they need to figure that out. I think him. Max Struess is a good player. I think figuring out who's going to run the ball up the floor with Max Struess starting, Darius Garland starting, and Donovan Mitchell starting, and even Evan Mobley starting. You don't bring it up with Max Struess. Well, but that's what they're trying to do. That's that's the thing I'm getting at. I think once they realize, and he'll be, and that won't cut. I mean, he's not going to have problems with mm. not bringing up the ball. Yeah. So once they figure out that he's not the guy that needs to be bringing yeah. the ball up the court, that'll help them as one. For sure. Evan Mobley can. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, uh, really, it sh- it should be Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. I agree. I think I, think I don't I, think he you you don't want to do too much with that. Yeah, I I think I think they're they're gonna be good. I think they're just having a rough start. Yeah. Um. Then we have Pacers versus Hawks. I see Pacers winning that in uh, six. I I don't think... Pacers at three. I didn't even think about that. That's kind of bold. I think that. With the defensive additions, I think they got um like they got Bruce Brown. They signed him, which is great perimeter defender. Oh yeah, Tyrese Halliburton, signing. also a great perimeter defender. Uh, one of the best passers in the league. One of the best shooters of all time. One of the yes. Bro said Tyrese Halliburton is one of the no best. no 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 Buddy Buddy Heald. I I'm said Tyrese Halliburton. I'm saying they have Buddy Heald. Oh and he's yes, one yes. of the best shooters of all. He's time. a top three shooter in the past decade. With which is when Steph Curry was in his prime, yeah. is in his prime, I guess. Um, yeah, so so they have the makings of a great team, they just got to hit their stride. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Miles Turner is a phenomenal paint defender, has been for forever, can shoot on occasion. The only thing is, he's a little undersized, but other than that, he can do a lot that you like. He's like 6'11, really. Let's look let's let's up. double check up. this. Look that up. I want to say he's six nine. Um, know about all that. He's six eleven. Okay, never mind. Little bro called Miles Turner short. Come on huh? now, little shrimp. Little bro doesn't know ball. <laughs> no, but I I think the Hawks the Hawks don't stand a chance. I think I think a big part of this is the yeah. matchup. I mean, I think Trey has an okay series. I, I think he gets, for the most part, clamped. Clint Capella isn't doing about, anything on I don't know Turner. about Trey Young getting clamped, but I think that the Hawks don't have the best team. No. I, <laughs> Clint Capella is, I, isn't going to be able to wreck havoc as, as much as he can on other teams. I think team-wise, the, the Pacers are just more rounded. Yeah. The the Hawks are too one-dimensional for me. Um, I mean, the Hawks have Trey Young who's a phenomenal player. Of course. They have Clint Capella, Hunter. who's who's a, a great um, PNR player. DeAndre Hunter, who they've been using wrong since they drafted him. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I just don't really see a situation in which they win that or push it past six games. Um, so that's why I chose the Pacers to win that. Then I have Bucks Heat. I put the Bucks winning it in six 
I could see it going lower, but with Jimmy, you can just never you can never count it out. You can't. I mean, with the Heat, I mean, they've been to the conference finals three of the last four years, and yeah. they've been to the finals two. Yeah, and last year they did that as the eighth seed. And <laughs> e- even that year they didn't make the finals against the Celtics. Yeah. That went to seven to the last shot. Yeah. The last shot. Literally I mean. the last shot of the last series. And everybody thought he was going to make that. Yeah. I mean, he was shooting like 45% from three that yeah. year. That in the playoffs. Yeah. For sure. I mean, that's how close they were to have going to the finals three times in the last four year years. People don't talk about that, but the Heat are one of the best playoff teams of the last five years. I think... I think an so, issue I see right now. I agree. I think the Bucks are a much better team, honestly. Um, but I, I was going to say they lost a lot of pivotal depth pieces in Gabe Vincent and Max Drews. Definitely, I agree. Like that that's going to hurt a lot. Complete. I agree, and that's why I talked about. I mean, I think ideally they need to make a trade. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think I agree. As it is, the Bucks should win in five or six. Yeah. Um, but anything can happen with yeah. that team. And then we go to the conference semifinals. It's Celtics against Cavs. I put the Celtics gentlemen sweep four to one. I think they if, should sweep. If that matchup happens, it could be a sweep. Yeah. I, I think they should sweep. I think the Cavs might wiggle one out. Um, yeah. But I, I think that's that's pretty. The that's Celtics a, will win. Yeah. Um, and then. Pacers versus Bucks. I put Bucks winning also in a gentleman's sweep. Yeah, I could I could see that. I could see a sweep Bucks, as well. I could see that anywhere from four to six games. Yeah, for sure. Bucks winning in any scenario. It, it would be a very good series to watch, but it would be Bucks winning every game. Yeah. <laughs> um then Bucks Celtics. Bucks Celtics. Super interesting matchup. I would I put Celtics winning in seven. I would put Celtics winning in six. Six? I think, Who's stopping Giannis? I think I think Drew has a very good no, time against Dame. I agree. Nobody's stopping Giannis. I th- okay, I think you you bring up good points, I, but you, I think I brought up one point, and that point was Giannis. <laughs> I think that Middleton is slowing down in his career. I agree. So I don't think he's that. I don't think he's that second or third threat that he used to be. Mm. I think he's still good. I still think he's still a threat. I think he's still third. No, he's third. He's third. I 100% They agree. saw Brooke Lopez, and, too. And he used to be second. Yeah. But I think he's not as – what I'm saying is I don't think he's as ideal of a second or third option as he used to be. Yeah. I mean, I agree. That comes with time and age. Of course. But, um, and I think that – I think as a defender, he's still very good. I agree. I think he holds JT under thirty, which is what you can ask of anyone. He might like that's I the could, most you I can could ask see a world where he doesn't. I meant average, not like every game. <laughs> no, I mean average. Yeah. yeah, I think I could see that going either way. He's not the greatest defender, but he's no. good. Yeah. Um, I, yeah think, I I think Celtics win that for sure, though. I think Celtics win in six, maybe seven. Okay. Uh, and then we have a, a Nuggets Celtics final uh i put nuggets winning in six you when you get to the finals with any combination of teams that could go either way yeah for sure so i think i would give it to the nuggets in seven 
and seven. And I, seven. I can get with that. They're both just they're they're the two best teams in the it's league. The type of season, it'll just go back and forth. Yeah, and they're not similar at all. Yeah, <laughs> this this is like pretty much Cavs Warriors. Like, yeah, like like twenty eight twenty six. Jesus, that'd Jeff be a Lakers. hell of a matchup. Nuggets Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially with the new additions and stuff that they made with yeah. Drew Holiday on Jamal Murray, like that would be so fun to watch. Um, and Jamal Murray, you know, when he's in the playoffs, and dude, he's just different. people people doubted him because he he wasn't in the playoffs not last year but the year before. Well, and, and he, he had tore his ACL, in, yeah, and he hadn't been in the playoffs since the bubble. And everyone says the bubble doesn't count for some reason. <laughs> and that is still one of those stupidest. Takes it's I've it's heard. like that is pure basketball. That's the purest form of basketball. You got no not, one in, intruding or anything. Not even that. It's just that, to me, it's just that even if you want to say there wasn't the atmosphere or whatever, mm-hmm. everybody was on that same playing field. Exactly. So yeah. everybody, w- it was fair. Yeah. So to say it doesn't count doesn't make sense because it's not like – TJ Warren got an unfair advantage yeah. because like everybody else had fans and TJ Warren didn't. <laughs> um, it's like yeah. it's it's a, it's a stupid argument. Did, to did say you that see the this stuff uh, with like players being like, oh, "This is the, the worst. I, I haven't seen my family in ten days." And then Stephen Adams says, "Like, dude, it's a it's a resort, man. Like, it's fine. It's pretty cool here, actually." <laughs> like, yeah, it was it was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> People being like, "Dude, being at Disney World sucks." <laughs> like. We we get to see all the rides, mate. Like that's what that's what. Do they ride? Did saying. they ride them? Yeah, they they open the amusement park to players, huh. that's which fun. is ridiculous. <laughs> like, like, dude, we get a all expenses paid vacation as billionaires. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> like, fuck, man! I don't get to see my family. Damn. I'm just pulling in massive paychecks, <laughs> riding rides. I'm I'm just pulling in more money than. 90% of people will ever see in their life. <laughs> like no, but I mean, I I think NFL and NBA are just going to be great seasons. NFL already is a great season. NBA is going to be so crazy. Uh it always is. Everything is always great in yeah. sports. Except for baseball. Baseball's lame. <laughs> the Rangers are going to win the World Series though, and I'm super I'm super excited to see that for everyone else. I'm a Red Sox fan. He does not care. Okay, well, that is all the time we have for today, folks. I have been having... Go route, throw, down. Goodbye. Great staying blessed with y'all.